Welcome to Metanoia, a podcast all about Jesus and Christianity. Today's topic is one that I think just about every person and every Christian I know has dealt with. Anxieties throughout life and not being able to feel God's presence. Life is uncertain, and that is probably the one thing that we can be certain of. It can be terrifying when we don't know what will occur, when we can't change the past, when we can barely grasp on to the present. More frightening is when we feel alone, as though God isn't near us, and as if we're on a turbulent path with no guidance. We all, one way or another, will fall victim to the lows of life. How do we escape? Why does it seem as though we can't even reach God sometimes? What in the world is he doing behind the scenes when it's as if we can barely gasp for air? One thing I personally struggle with is being able to see beyond the fog of my own anxieties. I burrow myself into the lies that are fed to me by Satan and the world and even repeat them as if they're truth. And I overanalyze everything that's occurred and has yet to. It can be so draining sometimes and I can let it consume me until I am in complete darkness. It's awful. And I know so many brilliant people who fall into deep pits and don't realize it until the rope has been pulled away. Anxiety and fear and depression control us more than we realize. Division and fear in our lives allow for corruption to creep in unexpectedly and come out of various corners. Sin is often the biggest reason, but even physical wellness and mental attitude often greatly contribute as well. And seemingly simple emotional reactions can affect us substantially in our already overwhelming situations. The tongue, for example, is so powerful. It is small, but it can change everything. And with how reckless we are, it often changes for the worse. We unknowingly talk ourselves into a path of destruction and retell lies that formulate in our minds as truth because we say it so often. We must be slow to speak because what we say has an effect on our lives. Satan cannot hear your thoughts, but he and the world can hear your words. Our words don't just have an effect on others either. They have an effect on us. And while we cannot tame our tongue ourselves, we can reach to the Lord for help to keep our words pure and true. As Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. David, a very well-known king in the Bible, is someone who I love looking to whenever I need encouragement. Not only was he a poet who was careful in his words, was faithful to God, and repentant even as the wretched sinner he was, but he was someone who showed how depression and anxiety can take a heavy toll on us, how it can feel as though we have a boulder keeping us locked under all of our issues, Yet he was faithful to God, even when his whole life was crumbling around him. 
David, in his troubles, has an approach that I truly admire and wish to replicate in my times of anguish. He was this powerful king who also felt fear and anxiety just as we do, but he continued to diligently seek the Lord. Psalm 63 is a beautiful example of his actions. Instead of falling into unhealthy coping habits, reaching to the world, or seeking advice from unhelpful friends, he goes directly to the Lord and presents his problem. He seeks him out and begins to praise the Lord for what he has already done. He reminds himself of God's goodness and his grace. We often have tunnel vision on our problems and forget the greatness of the Lord and what he has already done for us. Take the Israelites, for example. God saved them so many times from slavery and hunger, and yet each time they still fell into fear and anger when an issue arose. Instead of recognizing God's faithfulness and mercy, they blocked out all the previous love and guidance from God and seemingly lost all hope. We, just as the Israelites, are forgetful and burrow ourselves into the gloom of life, feeling lost and abandoned. But as hard as it can be sometimes, it is so important to remind yourself of God's grace and mercy in situations of anxiety or fear or anger. A helpful way for me to be able to do this is to write down the good and glorious things that He has already done for me. When you are in a bright mood, remind yourself of what He has done for you, that He is able and good and in control, even when you are in times of trouble. Write it down for yourself so that you can look back on it and have those reminders encourage you when you're caught up in the storms of life. Despite David's sin and distress, he found peace in the Lord, and the Lord concluded his earthly life with joy. One could argue that David was in constant battle with depression, along with all his physical battles, too. Psalm 69 shows his desperation to be vanquished from his mental torture. I am weary of my crying, he says in verse 3. But we see that God does not abandon David in his misery. Not only is God always by his side, even when David doesn't realize it, but God uses the situation that David is in to breed great creativity from David. Out of David's depression was brought great victory in mental and real-life war battles because David continuously sought the Lord. Ask yourself this. Could there possibly be a purpose for your depression or anxiety or whatever else it may be that is weighing you down? Could God perhaps use the rough situation you're in for something good? The easiest verse to memorize is John chapter 11, verse 35. It is the shortest verse in the English Bible, yet so incredibly powerful. The verse says only two short words. Jesus wept. This verse, in only two words, points out something that brings me great comfort. Jesus understands. Our sinless Savior has felt every emotion we have. Jesus didn't go through his life without ache. He doesn't stand to the side as we deal with life. He went through each high and low so that we would not be alone. God empathizes. He knows exactly what we have been through, and he has been through it too. Jesus went through every emotion, feeling, and pain that we go through. He went through anxiety and fear. He went through suffering beyond our understanding. Satan tempted him, 
The world tempted him. His flesh tempted him. Regardless of what pain or emotion we are going through, he has gone through it too. He feels and relates to our pain. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he was without sin. This is one of the biggest sources of peace for me when I feel so lost and as if I'm spiraling. Knowing that even though as it feels as though I'm completely alone and isolated, Jesus is right by me, supporting me and giving me the confidence that with him, I'm able to break through any anxiety or fear I might have, even if it's something that feels so impossible to overcome. We may feel as though we are incapable of going through our situations, but that is when we most need to lean into Christ who is capable of anything and who has gone through every feeling we felt. The Lord grows us during difficult times. When we're tossed into a disarray of anxiety and stress, we can either further our faith and spirituality or retreat away. But retreating brings us no benefit. It might even bring us more detriment. So why would we not instead turn to the path that would rescue us? We want joy and comfort and ease in life, but we are often unwilling to do the work. We assume just thinking about it will bring us to where we need to be. But thinking about a seed will not create a strong and brilliant tree. It needs work. It needs nutrients and care and effort to be able to become grand and produce delicious fruits or flowers. When you are at your lowest, do not give up, as hard as it may be. Seeds are placed deep into the ground and diamonds are crushed under immense pressure before they are revealed in their purpose. Use times of anxiety and fear to encourage yourself in God. Seeking God requires work but it is so worth it. His presence in our lives is a rescuing force. I've noticed that most often we tend to only be aware of His quietness when we are in despair. We shut out God when our life is high and swell and act as though we are just fine without Him. We pull away and close the gates that keep us connected to Him and then are so confused when we've hit bottom and can't seem to find Him. You can't close the door, throw out the key, and then put up a barrier and expect the Lord to come in without your permission. We need to be prayerful and seek Him throughout all patches of life so that we can have a relationship with Jesus. We are to pray because that is what allows us to speak directly to Him and to be able to mature in our faith. And it allows the Lord to be with us, not just in the highs of life, but in the lows too when we need the most encouragement from Him. Praying is critical. Carving out a dedicated time for the Lord works miracles small and big and strengthens our relationship with Him. Our prayers need not be elegant and impressive. They just need to be true and faithful. Don't pray for the sake of impressing others or improper motives. Pray for the sake of your faith and relationship with God. Something a lot of people overlook is praying and allowing for the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. The Holy Spirit is something we can pray for, and we should ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit because He is the power of God in our lives. 
Through the work of Jesus, we have access to the Holy Spirit, and the power of God is the Spirit of the Lord. Why else should we pray for the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is God's direct power in our lives and has so many promises. One major promise that is so uplifting is the promise of comfort. Jesus in John 14 verses 15 through 16 says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. This helper is the Holy Spirit, whose promises of fruit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, as described in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Furthermore, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it is written that the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The Holy Spirit is an extraordinary gift from God that gives us comfort and wisdom and peace and the presence of God. Are you watching people from the sidelines when they are being empowered with the Holy Spirit? Or are you prayerfully asking the Lord and creating a space in your life for the Holy Spirit to reside? The Spirit is always moving. He just moves differently for each person and situation. Sometimes He is loud and sometimes there's only but a whisper. But the Holy Spirit gives us the opportunity to be directly united with our Lord and to witness His power. He is a gift from the Father that points back to Jesus. But don't chase after signs and wonders, because that's not what makes us believers. In fact, not seeing and still believing is often a much stronger faith. Yes, God is all-powerful, and the Holy Spirit can work miracles as much as He needs, and there is nothing inherently wrong with wanting signs and wonders, but that is not what should be our priority when we are trying to feel God in our lives because even in the silence and stillness, God is at work. Confirmation is okay, but we need to have faith even without verification and trust even without immediate miracles. It is just fine to ask God for signs, but we must be able to submit to Him even if it doesn't follow our will because His is the one that is perfect. He knows what's occurring behind the scenes, and He is in control of the situation. A book in the Bible that shows how even in God's silence there is more than we can fathom being worked on for us is Job. Job is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It has so many incredible truths and themes, but falling into the topic of tribulation and fear, we see how Job was extremely faithful and yet he lost everything and was judged and condemned by even his friends. But he continued to be faithful to God, and God continued to be faithful to him because God knew his faithful servant would become stronger through this trouble. As in the case of Job, the more godly we are, the more often we are to find ourselves in trouble because the devil aches to disturb our relationship with the Lord. When you're far away from God— the devil doesn't care as much. But when you're walking with Jesus, Satan will reach for any possible string to untie your stability. 
Satan says to God that Job is only faithful because he is wealthy and has what he wants. But God knows that Job is a true and loyal follower. Satan is limited, so God allows him to test Job, which even this is so powerful. Even Satan has to ask permission from God. God allows him to tempt us because Satan rules the earth for now. But God always has a barrier of protection for those who seek and follow him. Satan essentially ruins Job's life from losing his possession to losing his family to being in disease and pain, all while being judged by his friends. However, even through this, Job is continually praying and encouraging himself in God because he trusts that God is in control, regardless of what is going on behind the scenes or what he is enduring. Of course, he falls into pits of fear and anxiety and so many scary emotions, but he is loyal to God. There is a constant battle that is being fought, but God gives us his armor so we can be covered by him and find strength in him as he helps us fight these battles. Satan is never satisfied, and he wants to take as many people that he can with him to hell while he still has the chance. That's why he's willing to go the extra mile and bring so much chaos. At the end of this book, we see God answering Job in his confusion and showing him how little he knew, revealing that there was a war that we can't even fathom going on behind the scenes and that he is fighting for us. And for Job's great faith, even through all the emotions he went through, God gives Job several fold back in health and family and wealth. He doesn't leave him hanging, and he won't leave us either. Even if we suffer through our earthly life, God will give us eternal life above that will be so much more incredible than what we can even imagine as long as we remain in faith. This life is not the one that is important, but it is what we have to go through in order to reach eternity. But do not be grieved of what tribulations life has in store for us, because God will never forsake us. God is our protector, as all of Psalm 91 says, and our encourager, as Psalm chapter 3, verse 3 says, and our listener too, as Jeremiah 29, verse 12 says. Matthew chapter 11, 28 tells us that God gives us rest. Even David was able to sleep while he was on the run for his life. God gives us the power of courage too. Sometimes we can even choose to be courageous by leaning into God's strength. He gives us victory and makes us bold in Him. Because of His goodness, we are covered. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 say, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Our troubles and our suffering are not in vain. The Lord intervenes for us and fights for us even when we cannot feel or see it and encourages us when we are in our anxiety and depression. Sometimes to see the brightest lights, you have to go through the darkness first. And remember this, God's silence does not mean He is not with us. His silence, even if we are super faithful and think we've bypassed seasons of silence, have great basis and purpose even if we don't understand it. Moses, another great figure of the Bible, had 40 years of silence. Imagine how that must have felt. 
But after 40 years, God uses Moses to lead the Jews out of slavery and become one of the most well-known prophets of ever. As we travel through our own silent seasons, we can prepare for when it's time for God to use us or speak to us or whatever His will is. And although we must walk through silence, the Lord is with us even still, and He will never leave us nor forsake us, just as He says in so many verses throughout the Bible, such as Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. He will uphold us until the end of time. We are flawed, but the Lord is gracious and uplifts us during trying times. There are times when it'll seem as though no one will want to hear you or be there for you, but God wants to. He desires so much to have a relationship with us. Confess your sins and give Him your heart. He will be there to listen and to be your guidance. God cares so deeply, but our sins keep us distant. Whatever we long for or desire or think we need can be filled by Him. Sometimes we don't realize that all we need is Jesus until He is all we have. So, in the midst of anxiety and the sudden silence of God, what do we do? We diligently continue to seek Him. Sometimes God can be in the silent until we are finally in the place where He wants to move and speak. Clear your mind, which can be difficult, but for just a moment, bring your entire focus on the Lord Almighty. Give Him everything in your heart and on your mind. Acknowledge your problems and questions and acknowledge God's power. Read the Bible and allow the words of God to saturate your every thought. Filling your life with truth will bring you clarity and revelation. Sin can make you far from God too, so confess your sins and pray for Him to strengthen you. The entire Christian walk is completely in faith. It's not about feelings. Experiencing God isn't always guaranteed, and if one person says they feel God but you can't, that means nothing of your faith and your relationship with Jesus. What God focuses on is the position of your heart, and with faith, even through the depths of the sea, you can glorify God, and He will be by your side. Believing in God allows Him to purge our conscience and give us peace of mind. He removes the guilt of our past and imperfections, and He lifts us from our sorrows. If you genuinely seek the Lord, He will eventually reveal what His will is and bring you clarity in your troubles. And until then, He will still be by your side, regardless of what the world throws at us. We can hear God's direct words in Isaiah 41 verse 13 that supports this. He says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not. I am the one who helps you. And in Psalm chapter 34 verses 4 and 5, David reminds us of what we can expect when searching for God, even in fear. I sought the Lord, and He answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. 
Do not be afraid of the unknown future and the unknown adversities we will encounter because we can trust in the known God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for listening all the way through. You are awesome. I just want to express my gratitude for you and how joyful I am that I can spread the gospel of our good, good God. I would be so over the moon if you left a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with a friend. Please don't hesitate to send me a message with any questions, prayer requests, or just to chat. Once again, Thank you so much for listening, and I'll chat with you next time on Metanoia.